Welcome to the Fun and Sobriety Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan. Before we get to today's podcast, I want to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash eavesdrop. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. So please, please use that slash eavesdrop when you make an order, and we'll get a little bit on the back end. <clears throat> and uh, now I've got that out of the way, um, I'd like to move on to today's podcast. Um, today's podcast is a conversation with two people uh, in early sobriety. Um, and this was a an idea that came to me when I first started recording these regularly, these podcasts regularly. Um, but I was also hesitant uh, to approach people to do this recording because I don't, uh, I don't, I don't want to put anyone at risk of relapse due to some unexpected thing or pressure or I don't know what that might come from having a recorded conversation about their sobriety early in their sobriety. Um, and as I comment. During the podcast, I, I do overthink things, and I, I, I but I, I'm. It comes from a, a genuine place. I, I want to be respectful for everyone's process and everyone's where they are in their lives and what's going on. And um, I and I found you know I, I, it turned out to be easier than I thought. I suppose the people who the first couple of people I approached were uh, not only willing, they were excited to go talk with me about where they are in. Um, in the early stages of their recovery, uh, or at least their sobriety, or, or whatever the correct term is. Um, and I thought it was a beautiful conversation, and I really I hope you guys enjoy this. So um, without much further preamble, please listen to my conversation with Lindsay and Andy. Welcome to the Fun and Sobriety Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan, uh, and I am sitting down today with... Uh, today's today's episode is about... Uh, they're all just conversations, obviously, but today I am intentionally bringing in people who are in early sobriety or mm. recovery or whatever. Or, I don't... Early sobriety. I don't... Yeah. I, get, I get hung up on my own language. I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves because... As I've already offered each of you the opportunity to do this entirely anonymously, I want you to <laughs> I want you to just break your anonymity on your own. I don't want to be the one who does it. So let's start on my left. Okay, my name is Lindsay. There you go. You don't have to do anything further okay, than that. Perfect. You know, I was like, it. and <laughs> yeah. I, well, you'll notice I, I dropped the second half of yeah. what I was doing at the beginning. I, yeah. If you listen to all my podcasts, you'll hear me think about it far too long. Yeah. <laughs> I've decided to quit introducing myself as an alcoholic just because it just seemed like we know. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's a good enough reason because we all fucking know. But um, and Lindsay, how how many how many days or or how what what's your sobriety? Uh, so um, from number <laughs> from alcohol on July thirty first, I'll be at a year and six months. 
a year and six. So you're just under 18 months. Yep. Because mm-hmm. we're recording this on July something. 15th. Thank yep. you. Yep. <laughs> Which you know very mm-hmm. well what today's date is. And go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, my name's Andy Cabs, and I've been sober from alcohol six months today. Six Ooh. months today. That's right. And, and yeah. I overheard you mention that to someone in the hall, and I was like, oh, gosh, that's right. That's why we mm-hmm. scheduled this for today, isn't it? So. Mm-hmm. Yes. Score on me for forgetting why we were doing something. <laughs> it's been a good day. Has it? Mm-hmm. Well, let's just jump right into it. I mean, I I'm I intentionally don't overthink or try not to think ahead about what I'm going to do in one of these uh, conversation podcasts because I get up in my head and then it doesn't come out organically. Sure. But today's I've I've I'll admit I've been uh, uptight a little bit just because from where I sit I don't want to put you guys in a situation where you talk about stuff or you feel, I don't know, uncomfortable because it's all fresh, right? Like I'm, I'm 10 years sober. And so when I look back on where I was six months, 18 months, I actually felt fine. I felt like confident, but I don't, enough people relapse, enough people Mm -hmm. go back out or are not as whatever mm-hmm. feeling it as much as they might feel like they're feeling it in the moment so I, I am reticent to put you in a spot where you feel like well shit i just said and did all these things for all eternity so now there's some weird pressure from that so no <clears throat> i don't feel that at all i appreciate that <laughs> and I, I i feel like i made several overtures to let you guys back out at any time so so i guess that's just to cover my own guilty conscience i don't know i don't know but um andy will you like Give us why you both specified six months sober from alcohol. Why? why what brought you to, to today? What 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 brought you to this? What brought you to this condition, Andy? Um, okay. <laughs> um, well, so my ex boyfriend um, got sober a couple of years ago, and I got sober with them mm-hmm. to help. Okay. For seven months. And then I started drinking after that like I had never drank before. So when you got sober with, with, with that person, uh-huh. what was were you just doing it to be supportive? Yeah. Okay, so you weren't necessarily feeling anything other than like, yeah, whatever, man, I, I'll do this with you. Yeah, but it was still hard a little bit. Sure. Um, Did you know that you struggled with alcohol at that point? <laughs> no. 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 Um, I was just doing it to be supportive. Sure. Um, and so then, when you say it was hard, like what? Like I would have a hard day at work, and mm. I would have the thought, like, "Oh, well, you can go home and drink." Right. Mm. And then I realized that I couldn't do that, and I would get mad. Like air quotes couldn't, but I get yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that I had made a commitment not to do that. Understood. Yeah. And um, then I started drinking, uh, again, and this time much heavier i had gone through like a very traumatic breakup and with that person presumably yes um and also (laughs) oh thank you (laughs) um and also a uh just like intense feelings of isolation um and so i started drinking very intensely i started doing comedy again as well (laughs) that's not a good uh that doesn't that doesn't bode well for like support or uh, encouraging people to do comedy (laughs) yeah went through a major breakup started drinking heavily and doing comedy (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I just had like zero um, mm, shits to give. No, I had like a thousand million shits to give and I gave too many of them. And so every time I go on stage, I'd like borderline panic attack. Oh, I'm also autistic. So I have like sensory processing issues. Sure. And when I'm on stage, those sensory processing issues are magnified. Sure. So I would drink before. And, oh okay oh. okay okay that makes sense. so then it began and then i was at bars at well, yeah. five nights a week every week and i was drinking and then uh in january um i had recently started exploring my gender identity mm. and uh it was during the period of time where i was identifying as male and i was just about to start testosterone uh hormone replacement therapy and i realized that if I was trying my best to be my most authentic self at all times, then like me using alcohol as a form of escape from my emotions was like hindering my ability to be my most authentic self. Hmm. And that trying to navigate that while also being true to like my own exploration of gender sure. was I- going to be like too many things to deal with at once yeah Yeah. but also starting hormone replacement therapy a week after getting sober oh (laughs) so you did start after you you stopped you i mean you you did start doing the hormones yeah for i did it for two months okay wow and um it was too much yeah i (laughs) that it was basically going through (laughs) yeah me too actually (laughs) well so when okay because that's a really uh intuitive thing or or like to to uh, an analysis to come to of like well if i'm trying to do this to be true to myself but i'm clouding myself with substances so that was was that something you came to on your own or was that like yeah. a like a therapist or something no <clears throat> um one of my friends who at the time I had thought was probably an alcoholic, um, their partner was like kind of proposed the idea that they might be an alcoholic. And they were like... Proposed to them. Yeah. Okay. And at one point they said to me, uh, kind of without any prompting, like, dude, I know I'm not an alcoholic. And I'm like, that's only some shit that alcoholics <laughs> And then I realized that if somebody were to be like, hey, your drinking's a problem, I would be like, no, I'm not an alcoholic. I checked. I gotcha. <laughs> and I realized that that's not yeah. the appropriate response. <laughs> Somebody's okay. like, hey, maybe you're drinking too much. Maybe you should drink less. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or not at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's admirable, though, that you stopped drinking because that you wanted to be your authentic self. Right. Uh, based, yeah. It sounds entirely or primarily just for your own, like, yeah, this is not who I am, or I'm not being true to who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... So how, how has it... How Okay. So that was about six months, or six months ago, exactly. Mm-hmm. Not about, exactly. <laughs> so, and you have that date in your brain. Mm-hmm. So what, what, I mean, what signify, what is the... What is significant about that date then? I mean, okay, where I'm going, because you don't, do you do any external support systems at all for for alcohol? Or, or I don't go to AA. <clears throat> or um, anything, though. I do have therapy. Uh-huh. Um, my therapist is also sober. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And is that why you you chose that person? No, no. I've been seeing them for about two years. Mm, okay. Um, so they actually had been sober just a few months more longer than I was. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Oh, you mean they're like eight months sober at this yeah. point? Oh, okay. Okay, wow. so. Awesome. <laughs> well, and the only reason I, I started all that questioning with um, specifying the date is I, I my experience with myself included, um, especially without some kind of external network, AA specifically, or any, any kind of program, um, I just kind of took it as like, well, I've been sober for a while now. I, I don't know. It was, I stopped back in May or something. I don't, I don't know what it was, that, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And in my experience, that's the significance of identifying my date and knowing what my day is, knowing effectively from I, I have a, a, a mark in the sand that I can point back to and know how long I've been sober gives it significance, even yeah, if it yeah. seems silly to give it significance when you're having a conversation with somebody who doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's I, I appreciate that that was that something that you determined on your own or is that something that your, your therapist brought up? Since they'd had a couple, uh, you know, a few weeks more than you at that point, <laughs> should really pick a date. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I was in Al-Anon, so my mom is a, is an alcoholic. Okay, like the kind of alcoholic that like hides vodka in their Gatorade bottles. Sure. Um, that's my kind of my kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> that's this girl right here. Okay. <laughs> um, and. When I found out that they were an alcoholic, I went to Al-Anon sure. for about six months. So, so you're familiar with with that, that yeah, structure, have, at least. Yeah, I have the book. I even went through the steps through Al-Anon. Cool. Oh, okay. wow. So that's why I didn't feel super inclined to, like, do that. And also, I was still really intensely dealing with my own, like, gender stuff. And that was sure. focusing primarily on that. Um, sure. And I, I feel like I try very hard to stress. I don't, I, especially with this podcast, I don't, I don't, I'm trying to make it as judgment-free a zone as I could possibly <laughs> provide. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, feel I, don't I, 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 whatever do. it takes, <laughs> Oh my God, <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I, I firmly believe, I mean, whatever it takes, whatever works for, for people is, is what's going to work for them. So that's, but I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah. I think the biggest thing though, um, also is that like over the last two years or so, every time I start dating somebody, um, they are either, a sober alcoholic or a drinking alcoholic. <laughs> and that's how it's been for the last two years. No, and it's not, not just a normal drinker person. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's either like most of the people I've dated in the last year have been sober alcoholics and that was not intentional. Oh, hmm. I see. I just happened that way, which makes me think that I've been an alcoholic for a long time <laughs> and that like my addict brain just likes other people's addict brains. I can see that. Probably. And like the universe was just trying to mold you there. You'll, you'll get there on your own. You'll find it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Lindsay, oh, your turn. My gosh. <laughs> like how did I get to this spot? Yeah, what, what – so you, you – in 15, 16 days, so just over two weeks, you will have uh, been sober for 18 months, mm-hmm. for a year and a half. Yep. So what happened a year and a half ago, like right now? Right now, a year and a half ago, I'm guessing, was um, super not great. Um, No, it was awful. <laughs> yeah, be, whatever, February of 2017, that would be? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it January. was it was awful. Jan- January, sorry, yeah. I, um... So... <laughs> I mean, basically, I was 
hardcore alcoholic for like 10 years probably okay. Damn. it probably started when i was like 25 is when i started like <laughs> honestly when i started like really going downhill um and i i didn't actually start drinking until i was 22 interesting so yeah. i went hard <laughs> but honestly from the first time that i drank alcohol i knew like in my depths that it was going to be an issue for me why because I liked it so fucking okay. much. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I had the same feeling, too. I just wanted to hear yeah. how, how you described it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> yep. Oh, found, found it. Thank God. There's something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and then a series of events, I think, happened when I turned 25, like my parents divorced, my dad oh, remarried. Right. Okay, okay. It was just like a really weird time <laughs> in my life. And so for whatever reason, I got, it triggered something in me and I just went, per, I slipped really quick. So you went from just having beers with friends or something uh -huh. to what? What does that mean? So, I mean, it progressed to the point where like, you know, I would drink just a little bit earlier mm. or like, you know, I'd maybe take a shot before everyone else did ah. or, you know, and it, something like that. And then by the end, it was full fledged. Like I needed fucking alcohol in my system 24 hours yeah. a day. Damn. Like before I would like I would physically get You're like. Shake, were you shaking? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So um, what? So then. Okay. So, well, I mean, was there something traumatic in January of 2017 or was there like no. a, an event that. So in. um. So actually, I worked at a school, and this is going to be super embarrassing. <laughs> well, we, you, you don't have to say anything you don't want. Well, so basically, I got called out at school. By uh, a kid? No, oh. <laughs> by the principal. Oh, What um, do you mean called out? Like called into their office yeah. and sat and, down? And okay, then they well, were like, you're drinking. And I was like, nope. And they were like, be honest. And I was like, yep, I am. <laughs> oh, um, Jesus. I can... Yeah. yeah. And so that was like a point where I was like, well, shit, I have to do something. Um, and it, at that point, like, so since I was 13, I've struggled with eating disorders as well. Okay. So it kind of progressed from eating disorder to that not being enough yeah. to let's let's add alcohol on to just well, fill you, that void. Uh, even You more. also don't have to eat much if you're drinking a lot, too. Oh, so that yeah. really helps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I got yeah. super skinny there for a minute. <laughs> um, so so basically so initially when I got caught at school, I went to um, a recovery center for just eating disorders mm -hmm. because I felt like that was my that was your thing, my thing. Okay. And I really just was not ready to give up alcohol. Yeah. Sure. So I actually got kicked out of there because you were drinking. Well, not I couldn't drink while I was there, but uh, I would load up before. <laughs> was it was it outpatient? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. So, yeah. oh my god. Yeah. So they ended up taking our blood one day, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Um, and my blood alcohol was really high for how late, how long it had been since I had drank. Right. Because my I was just all backed up and shitty and. Um, <laughs> um, so once I got kicked so out. So embarrassment of, too. Yep. Uh -huh, okay. Yep. <laughs> um, and then, so then I was like, Lindsay, you need to just suck it up and admit what's going on. Hmm. And so I went to Ashwood tr um, for treatment. Um, and I went, I started nine to five, nine to four, Monday through Friday. And then I went to like nine to 12, three days a week and then two evenings a week. Um, I did that for eight months. Okay. Um, and then I dropped out 
because I got a job. <laughs> sure. So you're a rehab school dropout? <laughs> yes, I am. I, di- I didn't get my mug. Oh, is that they, right? They, they, have have a, they have a mugging. I was going to say, what do they do to get you out? Like, well, you've been here for a while now. They give you a coffee Good mug. Good job. <laughs> I don't think they should give glasses in general. Cause that I that mean, seems... Well, no, coffee mug kind of makes sense because I, yeah. I, you drink a lot of coffee if you're sober. I mean, I, yeah. I know I sure do. So I actually don't. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I know. It's very No weird. caffeine for you? No, I'll drink it. Yeah. Every, yeah. Like oh. a coffee every once in a while or. Sure. But it's not, not for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that giant energy drink is the second one I drank today. Oh really? Oh my God. I yeah. can't handle that. That would make my heart feel like yeah, it Yeah, that would make explode. me die. Yeah, probably anymore. Gosh. I mean, I used to like it with vodka. Oh, God. <laughs> I actually, no. I, I, yeah. I say, oh, God, but that's true. It's, yeah. It's tasty that way. <laughs> yeah. Bummer. Yeah. So, so, bas- so once I went into Ashwood, um, they would P-test us, which I think honestly was. Sure. Well, that would be expected. Yeah. Of, or I would expect that of a, yeah, of a center God. like that. And I honestly think that <laughs> is what kept me going is because I knew that I had to be held accountable and I wanted it so badly at that time that I was like okay I know and I hate failing at shit I hate it oh failing at Uh shit yeah yeah so I was like I'm not gonna fail a drug test that would be awful (laughs) (laughs) that's wild (laughs) so I didn't um but so that was so you've been it's been like almost a year since even that though is uh what you're saying yeah Mm -hmm. and so what so what what do you do today? Like, what what do you do on a regular basis, on a daily basis, whatever whatever you want to call it, for your own sobriety? What do you do? Because um, I think you mentioned out there that mm-hmm. you're also not not attending any 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 programs. You're not. Do you do you see a therapist or anything? Yeah. Oh, okay. oh t- definitely. <laughs> there would be no way that I could survive without something. No. Um, so, but what do you do? I mean, do you see the therapist every day? I mean, I don't. I, I probably should. No, oh once once a week. <laughs> no, she wanted to see me twice a week, but oh, for real. But I was like, oh, I don't know if I can swing that with work. Yeah, that will um, also be expensive. For goodness sakes. Yeah, no kidding. Um. So initially, when I was at Ashwood, I was going to AA meetings because we had to get a card signed sure. and, you know, that whole thing. Um, so <laughs> And you didn't want to fail at that. I didn't, know, <laughs> And I, I was like, I have, to get, I have to get my three signatures. Sure. I, I hate failing at everything besides... What's your sign? <laughs> <laughs> Virgo. Okay. okay that makes everything sense. makes oh sense. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Um, <laughs> yep. Um, so I went to all the AA meetings, you know, and I... <laughs> you got them all, you got I, them all I, stuffed in a box. I really... I went to... I tried a lot of them. Sure. I went to so many different kinds and... And honestly, for me, it never really, it, something didn't click with me yeah. in AA for whatever reason. Like I, it, I never left feeling bad or anything. Like I always I felt feel, yeah. left feeling good, Sure. but it didn't really do anything for me to like m- motivate me to go. Yeah. But that being said, if I found myself in like relapse drift or whatever, relapse sure. mode, I would definitely go to a meeting. Okay. So what would that look like let's what would that look like for you since you said it relapse drift what what do you, what is that when you think of that how does how does that manifest in your brain or how would you picture that rolling out or how have you experienced it in the last 18 months just you know the 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 trending of thought or however you describe it then you're like oh shit that's not good like mm. what, what 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 does that look like um 
so so far i mean i don't i haven't really had like any awful cravings Mm -hmm. like you know like physical cravings for alcohol but i also think that i'm so terrified of it still at this point that that is a huge motivator for me okay i feel like the moment that i become complacent or that i um but but what do you mean by complacent like that i feel comfortable with um enough being around alcohol where that where i would you know just like casually just like pick it up and drink it okay you know something along those lines i i would and i mean i can feel in myself when sure my my mood my just everything is shifting Mm -hmm. and if i'm going down like this negative um like if my depression's pulling me down yeah that is a huge indicator for me okay Um, and what about you andy I mean, the same kind of question to you. Like, have you had, because you did mention, I mean, you didn't, or did you even use the word relapse? I guess you didn't when you said that you got sober with your, with your, your ex. Mm-hmm. But I mean. I mean, I, I guess technically it was a relapse. Yeah. I didn't mean to put that on there. No, but, no, but, no. But it, it, it was, I just didn't know that I was an alcoholic sure. yet. Um, I think for me, I. So I literally had a dream last night. I have I have dreams about relapsing a lot. Do you? Mm-hmm. What, describe that. Describe a, a relapse dream. So last night I had a relapse dream that, because I knew tonight today was sure. six months. Sure. Um, I had a dream that somebody didn't know that I was sober mm-hmm. and asked to hang out, and they had like three different kinds of beer, which I love beer. (laughs) And they just asked me to try them to see if I liked them. And without thinking, I just took a sip of it and realized I fucked up my six month sobriety. Okay. And then I was like, well, since I fucked it up, I might as well just keep drinking. Right. And that was a scary dream to wake up from. I had to remember this morning that I didn't relapse. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, that's a con. That's why I wanted you to describe it because I've had that dream. I mean, that, <clears throat> not oh. that one specifically but <laughs> yeah. but the like oh fuck what have i done and then yeah. you lay there in bed for a few minutes and you're like oh shit that was just a dream yeah. fuck thank god <laughs> yeah like the level of like for me it always comes as this like overwhelming guilt and yeah. fear so the yeah but prior to the, the i mean that makes sense leading into like a, a quote-unquote milestone i guess but yeah. i have uh, do you, what do you do for yourself you know, in when I'm general. having alcohol feelings, or in general, like what do you what do you do to just maintain you know, um, maintain your sobriety? I guess. So I have. You are going to therapist. You did mention that. Yeah, so. that's not a huge part of my like okay. sobriety stuff, though. I think the biggest part about my sobri- sobriety is the friends that I keep around me have kind of shifted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like. Uh, that person that you met, mm. um, that I'm close with, they're, uh, they mostly don't drink. Okay. My roommate mostly doesn't drink. Um. So when you say that, do you think they drink normally, or are they just? No, they almost never drink. I guess that's what I mean, because I, I've. I don't know what normal dr- people I, drink. That is, <laughs> as I'm saying it, that is that's what I mean, right? Because I have the same experience. Like, I people drink. who will not drink or. Who are like, oh yeah, I didn't even think about it. Like, I, I don't know. Can don't have understand. like a glass of wine and just yeah. be like, yeah, okay. or or not even give a shit about having a glass yeah. of wine if no yeah. one else is having it. Yeah, or so. not giving a shit that there's like some left in. 
yeah. yeah that, that's a mental problem. I don't yeah. know what's wrong with that person. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, sorry, go on. Uh, yeah, so I think it's a lot about keeping uh, sober people in my life. A lot of the people who are sober in my life, though, are not sober intentionally. Sure. They're, so because they're not like alcoholics but i do have a couple of friends who are alcoholics who when i'm having like alcohol feelings i'll message them and i'll be like hey i'm having some alcohol feelings because like there was this um when i was identifying as male there was this like trans boy meetup that we were all gonna have (laughs) and it was really cute and i was really excited about it but then everyone was talking about drinking together and i got so sad that i couldn't join and so I texted my friend about it and they just like sent me back paragraphs telling me about how like hard it is to go through that and yeah. like really validating my feelings. And so I just intentionally reach out and I'm really honest with myself about when I'm having those feelings because they're not bad to have. Like I'm not mm-hmm. a bad person for wanting to drink. It's it's the difference between doing it and wanting to do it. Right. So I like I, I like that you specified that too. like the the, the lack of shame around it, I think. I, I worry about that with anybody who's trying to be sober or get sober. Like the, I feel like that's an obstacle to get past, especially if you've, you know, done something awful when you were drunk. I mean, who hasn't done something awful, but different <laughs> so degrees many. of awful. Um, it's, 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 uh, easy to, to feel shame around that and then put it on yourself as like a judgment of you as a human. Mm-hmm. And, and that's yeah. a, uh, for me, it was a big obstacle to get past of like, I can't keep beating myself up like this because then I'm not going to improve. And then what's the point? Yeah. Or, or get, you know, I'm not going to move forward. So what's the point? Shame isn't, uh, isn't a tool for growth. Right. No, it's awful. Shame <laughs> is, a is like a, a way to maintain the cycle. Yeah. And, they... and like my whole thing is about trying to grow and be like as, real with myself as possible all the time yeah. and so if i keep drinking i can't do that if i keep making myself feel bad about drinking i can't do that yeah so i have to be like hey you're allowed to fuck up sometimes yeah and then and it is that paradox of like yeah it's it's not making an excuse for the bullshit that we've done when we were out when we we're no, alcohol no, no. when we we're out when we we're drinking mm-hmm. but owning it but then like knowing okay yeah it's to here but i got the rest of my life to live and i'm not going to live in that moment for the mm-hmm. rest of my life yeah. so you know, and that, and I guess that would point to keeping toxic people out of your life who mm-hmm. would just keep be beating you over the head with that. I mean, that's that's a smart, that's a, you know, I'm sure your I'm sure your therapist pats you on the back for for doing that. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my therapist would love me if I did that. <laughs> Having I, boundaries is really important. Okay. Yes, uh, <laughs> I agreed. I am awful at setting boundaries in general. I struggle with that. <laughs> Currently, you struggle with oh, that. Oh yes, in all areas okay of life that's a sign of an addict yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep. oh yeah <laughs> i have lots of and i feel like you wanted to jump in with the relapse dream stuff a second ago oh no um you had said that you have two friends that you that oh, right. are um sober as well mm-hmm. um who are alcoholics i also have two friends when you asked how i okay maintain so- sobriety um i do text them mm-hmm. a lot and yeah. we and hang out and it's it's like a breath of fresh air to hang out with them sometimes just because like you said the validation of the feelings yeah. that you're having you're like shit am I is this okay that I'm feeling this way you yeah. know and I think honestly once you say something out loud the power that that feeling or whatever has it it doesn't go away but it definitely dissipates a little bit 
um, which has been super helpful to me. Yeah, I think um, when I talk to my friends who aren't sober by choice or who are when you say not sober by choice, it sounds like they're locked up. And they're, they're wearing like a, an alcohol yeah. detector on their ankle or something. That are <laughs> who are normal people. Let's yeah, call them. Yeah. That. Okay. Who are mostly sober, but not because they're addicts. <laughs> when I'm like, hey, I'm having these alcohol feelings, they're like, wow, that must suck. But then when I talk to my addict yeah. sober friends, they're like, this is how I feel all the time. I'm just yeah. not saying it mm-hmm. out loud. Yeah. yeah. And so that feel, it like takes away the power of those like intrusive thoughts that yeah. are like, you should just do it. And you're like, no, thank you. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. And, and I, I, I feel awkward about sharing that with people who don't, who aren't addicts, right. Or, yeah. or recovering addicts, especially, uh, partly cause I also don't want to like freak them out. Right. Like mm-hmm. being like, yeah, I've fucking thirsty as hell. I'm not feeling settled right now. And I'm, you know, I, I want to drink really bad. Being able to say that to someone who's who's also in recovery or or at least understands what that means, and it doesn't mean like lock them up, make sure they're <laughs> make sure they're a good twelve feet away from any alcohol for the next two days. <laughs> like just understand that, like no, I'm just processing. This is this is it's going to go away if you know if I breathe through it and things will you know hopefully it'll it'll take care of itself. I try not to share that with people who don't get it because it's just yeah. like I just be like I just. I'm just feeling weird. And then, yeah. I uh, think I've communicated to like the people closest to me that like sometimes I'm going to want to drink alcohol and instead right. of doing that, I'm going to talk to you about it. Sure. And they, they understand that. Yeah. And ask them not to freak out if you, yeah, that, yeah. like know that I have, I haven't done it yet. I don't think that I will yeah. relapse, but like relapses, a uh, big Relapses. concern for how long is it like the first five years <laughs> i feel like it's forever i was just yeah. about to say i don't know that there's any time that there's not a con- i mean the drink is that far away at any given time right yeah. like and, and you you bring up that relapse dream. i i just had a, a relapse dream for the first time in a i don't remember the last time i had one but i had one last uh last wednesday after that show at doc's lounge really uh which was a a it was a show about drugs. Drugs, yeah. It was, a, yeah. It was a, like people getting up on stage and and telling about their quote unquote wild times on on certain substances. And I was invited to be on it, and I was like, eh, I don't know about this, but yeah. I had a great time and I had fun listening to people, even though I don't really enjoy people's drug stories that much. But those people are funny, and they were yeah. able to say most of them were able to say it funny. Whatever, I had a great time. And then that night. And now I can't even remember what it was, but it was, it was a solid one. Like I woke up and was like, oh fuck, I've been hammered for, you know, six dream months in my head. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like it wasn't, I was on, I was like, oh, I have not felt like that in a while. So there's no significance to that, I guess. But I mean, relapse, relapse terrifies me. I mean, um, I don't feel like it's going to happen for me. Well, I, I, yeah. But, like, I don't know if that's just, like... Because you feel good right now? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it, I feel strong about it sometimes. I mean, this is my addict brain. Like, it puts everything, <laughs> like, at 100% or zero. Sure. Yeah. But, like, I'm like, I couldn't relapse. Oh, my God. I, would, <laughs> I, I never say stuff like that to me, no, to myself. I, but I, I'm also, I'm, like, incapable of 
full zero or a hundred percent. Like I just can't do it. Really? I'm too much of an engineer to know like, well, <laughs> oh, there's nothing's a hundred percent. There's always a, there's always a little bit of statistical variation that will cause it. To be. It'll look like a hundred percent from far away. <laughs> but that's also yeah. just a humorous way to look at it. I'm also terrified at the notion of, of putting that on myself and being like, well, no, I got this. Like the second that's, that's yeah. to me, a, a, a a warning feeling is like when I feel like I got it, like that's why I asked you to clarify yeah. when you said that complacency, I guess kind of <clears throat> also means that to me too. Right. Like, yeah. But I mean, I'm going to criticize you for saying, <laughs> okay, God, I get it. I get it. No, it, it's terrifying to me as well. Just, honestly, it's my terrifying. It terrifies me because of the awful spot that I was in when I decided to become sober. Oh, and I just, the thought of going back there, like, is absolutely terrifying to me yeah. still. I mean, and hopefully I'm hoping in 10 years, it's still terrifying to me. I, yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't, I like the fear. Yeah, no, I still feel like there's, like I'm so scared of sure. being the person that I was before I stopped drinking that I am feel very confident going down that path. But also I know that like, that is sort of how it starts when you're, and then in like six months, what if I'm like, hey, I can have a glass of wine with them. Right. Mm-hmm. That is a little scary. Yeah. I need to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Thanks so, for keeping me real, y'all. <laughs> well, so I went through that so many times. I was like, honestly, I think I could have a glass of mm. wine. Oh, but fuck. That's how my mom relapses every time. And my <sighs> mom's relapsed like six, seven, eight times. Well, I think, oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't follow up on that. So do you have a relationship with her? No. I okay. stopped talking to her sure. about mm. two years ago. Okay. Okay. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, and I totally lost lost my train of thought. Well, you were saying that you for a little bit you were like, man, I could probably get by with a. a oh, a, right, but I think for an alcoholic, honestly, trying to control the amount that you drink is way <laughs> worse than not having anything at all. Yeah, you can't. For, I can't. Like the thought, <laughs> the thought of just having a glass of wine. There's no way that that would happen for me. No, I know. There's I don't even no, know why I would do that. Yeah. No. I <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. I was like, if I'm gonna have wine, I'm gonna have. A bottle. You're gonna have all, all, all of the <laughs> wine I'm, I'm in my vicinity. I'm gonna have a box of it. I'm gonna have I, an entire yeah, box. box of, and that was that was me as well. I me got too. the box. Yeah, I oh, got yeah. the box. Do you oh, guys? Yeah. I feel like you and I drank together. <laughs> we didn't drink together, but we drank together. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I hid that shit everywhere as yes, well. I in had, my uh, car, like yeah. in in like my closet, mm-hmm. like vodka and wine were my two go tos yeah. mm-hmm. because. <laughs> yeah no and i was a closet drunk and so i was oh, doing that too. and i wasn't but i like as far as the world knew i was a teetotaler so i was like drinking vodka because you can't quote unquote smell it on you oh, yeah that's you not can. real of course you can. <laughs> no that's what i'm saying yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what what are you guys talking about <laughs> um is it rude for me to need to go to the bathroom right <laughs> no <now>? go ahead <laughs> okay <laughs> just hurry back okay um We'll just keep talking if that doesn't bother you. Okay. <laughs> um, I definitely was a functioning alcoholic. Okay. Because I, defi- I, I did my shit. I got my shit done. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, not very well. But well, okay, because you were working. You yeah. said you, were, you had a school. Were you a, were you, you're not a teacher, are you? No. Okay. So I actually was at the, in the process of going to get my teaching certificate. Okay. Um, so at the time, I was just working in the extended resources room because okay. I was going to do special ed. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but then, so you're no longer doing that? No. Oh, okay. No. You felt like that was... that. I feel like that was a <laughs> oh. nail in the coffin. Oh, really? <laughs> well, so just, you, you feel like you couldn't go back? 
No, and I don't know that I'd want to, sure, honestly, okay. just because of the feelings that I have surrounding that now. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, for I don't – I started drinking at work a r- really long time ago, honestly. Sure. Just because I could get away with it. Sure. Well, and it feels good. Yeah. Right? Like you're – you know, it takes a little edge off in the, the morning goes by a little faster. Yeah. No, I, I get you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I honestly don't know that a lot of people know that about me still to this day. Are you okay with that? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. I came in with the idea that <laughs> this is it. Lindsay's to- all on the table. <laughs> so I don't have to say it to people's faces. <laughs> <laughs> you just point them to the podcast. Listen just, to this. It'll like, tell you everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Andy's back. All the pee is out of me. <laughs> oh, jeez, oh, Louise. Thanks. <laughs> all of the Okay. <laughs> so I wanted to ask another question that... Um, uh, I ask of people who are generally working programs, mm-hmm. so this might come across as more peculiar to you guys, or you might just look at me blankly. But what, 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 what's your sense of spirituality in your life? Like, what do you do? You have a sense of spirituality? Do you do you give a fuck about it? Do you engage in it? Do you do you have your own take on it? That's your own personal thing that you're willing to share with with us. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. Andy. Um. Does it does it matter to you at all? I guess. Yeah. So I used to not be sure at all. Um, I don't. I wasn't raised with religion. Um, I don't have any like emotional ties to religion. Sure. Uh, don't feel religious, but. And well, and I don't. I mean, I I don't consider spirituality and religion mm-hmm. the same thing by yeah. any regard. I mean, if anything, spiritual religion seems in antithetical to spirituality a lot of the time i concur but i've been doing some uh more deep digging into like astrology and um witchcraft and uh tarot stuff and while i take every i've got like a big science brain okay so i take everything with like a grain of salt um what what do you mean you're looking at uh, say that go into that more um, like astrology, tarot, and like magic, witchcraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you mean you're going into like you're I'm studying the books of the necro- necromancer or something? <laughs> I don't no. Know. Um, there's just this. So in like, I'm an anarchist. Sure. Um, and in like, but anar- that's not a religion. No. <laughs> no. It's not no. a spiritual principle. <laughs> no, but a lot of anarchists um, <clears throat> explore identity through witchcraft and yeah. um, I didn't know this astrology. Okay. And part of that is about, like, a lot of, um, for example, that movie, Midsummer, <laughs> um, <laughs> which we just saw. They have, like, <clears throat> the bad guys are into astrology. They, like, talk about that very briefly in the movie. Oh, that's true. They did, didn't they? Yeah. They also talk about um, witchcraft, and I think that it's... I don't really know a whole lot about witchcraft. There's, like, some things that we're talking about. I do feel like my emotions can be very deeply affected by moon cycles. Okay. Um, which is something I've never noticed before until recently. Hmm. Uh, so I'm willing to say it could be all fucking not real. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I also think that astrology has really helped me in understanding different archetypes of humans, regardless of whether or not they're real. Sure. And in accepting the differences I have with other people. Okay. So how does that, like deep inside you, where, where does the, how does that Im- impact you inside? Um, 
I think it helps me accept my own flaws mm, okay. and my own strengths without comparing them to others. And so where I feel like I can be absent-minded uh, or like sometimes I have a hard time finding motivation and sometimes my brain is consumed with like thoughts <laughs> constantly. <laughs> sure. It's like, that's kind of just who I am. And like, if I keep fighting against that, then I won't be able to like flourish in ways that will genuinely be good and real for me. And like, if I keep putting the things like, there's no pure black and white, right and wrong sure. for how to be a human and letting other people exist in their own way and accepting their differences has been very difficult for me. Hmm. Oh, and okay. some, so you feel like astrology has helped put that into some kind of format that, that, I don't know jives with you yeah it makes it so I could be like hey like you being a Virgo mm -hmm. I'm like oh you need structure in order to like feel safe mm -hmm. I'm like that's cool I don't like structure <laughs> what are you 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 I'm asked a, our signs what yeah, are you I'm a Gemini so I'm a Gemini sun Aquarius moon and uh cancer rising and, and now I run into the thing I run into every time I ask that, and I have no idea what that means. So. Uh, <laughs> what are you? <laughs> it just basically means that I think about everything really, really hard and intensely and also feel like emotions scare the shit out of me and also only want to connect with other people through emotions. <laughs> <laughs> That's a conundrum. Yeah. <laughs> so is there anything on like a daily basis or a regular basis that you engage in consciously or is it just this, is it just a, yeah. uh, an interest or... or or a fascination, I guess. I don't know. Um, so the way that the, like the planets um, align each is different each day. Sure. Um, so right now we're going into, so the full moon's tomorrow. Oh. Um, we're having an eclipse. I'll explain why I feel so bloated. Yeah, the, <laughs> <laughs> um, right when you said that, I was actually thinking. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Honestly. Um, <laughs> so every day I I look at what's happening with the moon and the planets, uh -huh. and sometimes I do like a tarot reading with my roommate, um, and we kind of just like explore how we're feeling about stuff. No, that's that's actually cool. So when you do the tarot reading, do you do you use that as a do you use it as a guide, or do you treat it as like oh I should keep this in mind for the day and see how it applies? Like how yeah, how do you how apply that kind of a thing? I think it depends. Like yesterday I looked at this one that's called um, a Pluto spread and Pluto is like the planet that's uh, your source of trauma. Okay. And so it was like re-exploring trauma um, and how to navigate your own trauma. And mine was about feeling. So I've been taking like a small break from comedy for the last three weeks. Sure. And it's because I've felt um like done the, with this shit sorry go on <laughs> <laughs> it's because i felt so disconnected from the community as far as not feeling aligned morally with others <laughs> i feel like i go through this fairly frequently <laughs> and it's really exhausting to have to like constantly try and mm -hmm. navigate everyone's emotional like needs and it's wants pointless in my opinion but, yeah, yeah and i i have like very deep sense of empathy and want to like make people feel safe and comfortable and so sure. basically my thing was like hey you feel disconnected from this like your sense of community um maybe you need to rethink your motivations about why you're in that community and like reinvest into it in a different way 
Interesting. So, you, so, so that's so you, genuinely so been you, something really nice for me to think about. That that sounds really that does sound really cool. So you you do use it. It's not just a passive thing. Like you 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 do the reading and you actually like see how it applies to your your life in that moment as well as in the bigger scheme of where you are. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. In the extent of your life, I don't know what else would be other than in the moment. I don't know why I tried to come up with two <laughs> things there. It's always the same. You're only in this moment. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> That's interesting. Like, um, how about you, Lindsay? What do you do? You have any any kind of? <clears throat> pardon me. Do you do you think about spirituality? Do you like? I mean, I yeah. know a little bit about. You were raised in a particular religion yeah. religious belief that yeah. is not standard i mean i mean i yeah. don't i don't i'm not gonna pretend to understand it <laughs> yeah so i grew up in the religion it's called ba- the baha'i faith uh-huh. um my mom was very very much into it um so i was as a child as well okay um <clears throat> so i actually think that that's one reason why aa i struggled with that mm. a little bit because just be <sighs> Like trying to find a sponsor was difficult for me because there's not a lot of behind people now. No, I, I'm not, I actually don't. I'm not, I, I'm kidding. Oh, totally no. kidding. Jesus. No, but <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Do the Baha'i have any relation to Jesus? I don't know anything about it. So, I mean, basically, it, they believe that all so like Krishna, Buddha, um, Jesus, Muhammad, they all were sent to us by the same God, like as messengers of God type thing. Um, So I think I I really struggle with spirituality and God and um, that whole concept. Um, And I actually do think that that is kind of a missing link for me in really feeling like I um, have my sobriety more, Mm. um, a grasp of it a little bit more, just because I feel like that... I, I don't know. I, I still feel a little bit of a void okay. when it comes to that. Um, so I, I just haven't found exactly what works for me when it comes to spirituality. So do you think about it or yeah, or is it just like a, like, ugh, that's annoying. And then you move on with your no, day. I think about it constantly. Would do Okay. So like on a weekly or a daily basis, is there some kind of thing that happens? Do you like meditate or anything that like, puts you in a mindset that brings that back up and i mean it sounds like an active thing when you just Mm -hmm. said that like a void there like yeah how how does that manifest um i mean i've i've tried meditating but i'm not very good at it at all yeah me neither neither. i'm awful i I love it when i can do it but i'm (laughs) i honestly don't know that i've ever actually successfully done it i would probably maybe for a half a second i feel like i hit something what was that um I honestly think for me, it's just literally always in the back of my brain as to what I I definitely am searching for something, okay. if that makes sense. But I just don't know what it is yet or I haven't found it. Um, but I do, I, I really like the idea of mixing like, because um, I do believe in God. I do. Okay. Sure. Um, or something, whatever that name looks like i mean yeah, it could be I, whatever it's you nebulous wanna, to me yeah, yeah yeah whatever you want to call it yeah. um so i do believe in that but i also do believe that like astrology and i think it all plays together i think they all it, yeah i mean yeah, I, like I would science and religion i think i would work be together. it would seem like i should just lean into just teasing and ridiculing astrology but at the same time the universe is just yeah. this massive thing and to to i mean who knows to what extent everything impacts everything but everything does 
So that to me is just another form of that, you know, from a, especially created in a time before we had any deeper understanding of other yeah. interactions. So it, it's a perfectly logical, honestly, uh, approach to, to, to the universe. But And it's also well, not necessarily saying that it's true. True. Yeah, which is kind of really nice about it where mm-hmm. a lot of like gospels right. or dogmas are like this is a hundred percent true yeah, yeah. astrology is just like this might be true yeah yeah no that, yeah, that, that is, feels nice that's a really good point yeah because i'm guessing that's part of what your uh negative emotions towards religion stem from a, a sense of like this is this is the truth and you got to live in it or else it's going to be some kind of consequences right not necessarily mine was more um the amount of hypocrisy <laughs> okay that goes, uh, the other part <laughs> yeah and the just the amount of judgment that was within our community um, and i just felt like people use religion as like um as like a like a weapon yeah kind of yeah. like well i'm christian so sure you know yeah. and i i just i just didn't like that and i didn't want to be that person that was like well i'm a baha'i so <laughs> You know, I'm the best. Yeah. So, but but do you feel like your your struggle with finding your own sense of spirituality is is hindered now because of? I mean, I'm assuming you you were raised in it, right? Mm-hmm. So you have it from like that ingrained notion of like not even aware of what you're thinking, mm-hmm. being driven by something from your childhood yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you say you're, you you're actively looking or whatever, mm-hmm. like how does that work or how does that look for you? I mean, if it's describable, right? I, I don't even know if it's describable, but I do a lot of research online, just yeah. like randomly. I'll Google. <laughs> what is God? Yeah, no, <laughs> like honestly, like I'll I'll Google like um, obscure religions or something like that, and yeah. just kind of read about. Like, and certain things hit me in a way, and some things I just. Yeah, don't. I feel you. So, I but, mean, that's but, why it's hard for me to, like, just pick one religion or... But you don't have any ritualistic type Mm-mm. practice right now. I mean, you have a very ritualistic, it sounds like, Andy. And, uh... I, want, <clears throat> I want someone to read my tarot cards. <laughs> I, I, I bet you, you want to. I yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to do that. Okay. <laughs> it terrifies me. It's uh, it's not that scary. <laughs> It'll be good. I'm terrified that, like, on some level, I'm just, like, this awful person that, like... Oh, come on. <laughs> no, I'm serious. And, like, it's all going to come out in my tarot cards. Probably not. That's too much X-Files. <laughs> That's too much, too much X-Files. Yeah, most people are actually not terrible. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Most people are only terrible on accident. No, I, I you're saying that with like a lilt in your voice, but yeah. I, I honestly feel that way in yeah. general. I mean, that's that's my take on people as a default is my assessment of anybody when I meet them, when I see them around is that this is a good person. Yeah. And then the, it gets proven wrong more often than I like, but sure. even in those situations. <sighs> Can I say something about, um, yeah. you were talking about like your, um, you feel like there's a void. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always really felt that way. Um, I, I had suffered like a lot of abuse as a child, um, and like growing up. And so I felt this need to escape, yeah. Uh, which caused my addiction behaviors, I feel like. Um, but, like, I think the thing that I'm currently learning through sobriety uh, and just, like, being more is reflective uh, is that there is kind of a void. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel that you. it's just there. Yeah. And, like, 
you kind of have to let it be there and that's the scariest part that gave me anxiety (laughs) (laughs) the thought of being okay with my void (laughs) yeah i mean yeah i mean and honestly i feel like possibly like the addictive nature in me you know is always trying to feel something better Mm -hmm. you know so i mean that could be another thing where i'm like well i'm I'm feeling okay, but I could feel better if I found some spirituality. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I'm, certainly, I, I <clears throat> my intention in asking that question mm-hmm. isn't to like try and get you to like, oh, I better come up with something real quick. No, I mean, no. I, I, no, I, I enjoy talking about stuff like that just because it is, I think it's really important to find something that, you know, that you can on some level relate to and make you feel good and not have it be no alcohol. I feel you and, and I would I, 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 I what you just said about the void mm-hmm. and just having to live with it being there I feel like I've kind of come to that kind of a, approach in the last couple of years myself mm. just in different articulation but that is how it's felt is like it's not going to get filled like mm-hmm. I'm not going to mm-hmm. I'm not going to be a different person mm-hmm. I'm just going to be a better version of this person and the bad parts of me are again back with the judgment of the, sure. the parts of me that don't lend themselves to making me into you know moving my growth. life forward positively mm-hmm. yeah into growth i'm still just gonna have to work around those things mm-hmm. and yeah. uh it yeah. takes a lot it takes a lot of like introspection to accept our own like like i i don't know what time are we like running out of time we're, we're getting there but, uh, okay i was just gonna say like understanding my own um autism Mm -hmm. and like giving myself resources or giving myself what's the word uh allowance uh when you make things easier for disabled people what's it called accessibility oh okay like (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh or accommodations, like okay. giving yourself accommodations mm-hmm. for your own shortcomings instead of just like shaming your shortcomings super yeah. hard has been like the most useful thing for me as far as like navigating my own shame spirals I go down. And how does one do this? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, because I... I yeah. I really like that. No, yeah. and a minute ago, I wasn't checking my phone. I was writing a note about mm-hmm. what you just said because I want to explore that a little bit more later. So, um, and and that too, like the the shame, <sighs> getting out of the habit of shaming myself and and the people in yeah. my life, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm I'm a fucking bully. I was I was a little fat short kid, but I was still a bully, right? Like I had aspects of my behavior that they're not friendly and mm-hmm. I have children and it's been, I've, I've been mean to them in ways that I, in reflection, I'm like, God, that was just not okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and working to get that out of my life is, I, it's all from the same spot, like getting away from using shame. Mm-hmm. Shame doesn't get you anywhere. Right. Um, like using shame, useless. you know, it's like <laughs> rubbing a dog's nose in the poop. Isn't going to get the dog to do anything. Yeah. It's just gonna make him scared of you. Right. Yeah. That's the, <laughs> And that's what all shame does to anybody else and especially to yourself. And, yeah. uh, um, and I, don't, I don't know that I feel any shame necessarily. F- oh, sure. For any, but that is a huge part of recovery, I know, is yeah. getting through that shame. Um, and I lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, we, sh- we should wrap it up. I, I wanted to ask or, I don't know, suggest that assuming that the podcast keeps going for a while, like... I, 
if 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 you guys want to revisit in some future like a year i would say would be like the reasonable thing yeah like i mean even if i'm not sober oh that'd be interesting yeah, yeah i i wow. i guess i was i'm I, yeah no even if you're not so if you want to do it in a year <laughs> if the podcast is still happening in a year um yeah, that'd that be very great. interesting. I mean, and I don't, I don't mean to put you on the spot of like, now you're, you're set, but <laughs> it was one of the the handful of things like, well, I'll suggest yeah, that for awesome. a, a new sobriety. People suggest that maybe come back. Yeah. Um, what a good little goal. Okay. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, I have one more year. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll party. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. All right. Well, thank you, Andy. Thank you, Lindsay. I really yeah. appreciate you guys sitting down with me. Yeah. Um, it was fun. All right. Bye. This has been the Fun and Sobriety Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I, I really sincerely hope you appreciated today's episode. I, I thought it was a wonderful conversation, and, and I want to thank Lindsay and Andy once again for being as open and candid and uh, straightforward as they were. I mean, early sobriety is a tender spot to be in for anyone, and I I felt like it took a lot more... Um, guts and wherewithal than they at least acknowledged to me and and maybe I'm just putting more on them than uh, I should or you know putting making it seem like I had put more pressure on them than than they felt I I don't know Um, as it's become plain I overthink most everything that I'm given the opportunity to overthink so Um, but I can't thank them enough for being as candid as they were and uh, who knows Maybe we'll have a revisit podcast in a year uh, if the podcast is still around and and uh, we'll see how things have progressed for, for both of them, for all of us. But um, anyway, if, if you liked what you heard and you want to, uh, you know, reach out or if you have questions or comments, you can you can find me on Facebook or you can contact me through the contact us link on the eavesdrop podcast network. But uh I say every time I, I, I love every one of you and, and my heart goes out to to those of you especially those of you struggling to work through and find your own recovery out there um, you know I uh, you're not alone this is this is always long and rough and hard but you know, it's well worth it so yeah Thanks again for listening. Hope you have a good rest of your day. I'll wake up.